Hey there, it's Danika, and you're listening to episode 17 of the Danika Explains It All podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to leave me an Apple podcast review. I would really appreciate it. Share with a friend. Not only does it let more listeners like you discover the podcast, but it is also greatly appreciated. But again, thank you for listening, and without further ado, let's hop into the episode. on 20 episodes like it's right around the corner I can't believe that it's been going and going I've had two Mondays off I took Labor Day off and then I believe I don't I think the other Monday that I took off was my birthday weekend I don't know but I know I took Labor Day weekend off and then I took another week off but for the most part I've been pretty consistent and I'm really excited about that it's really been something that if I don't do anything else for my blog, I'm releasing a podcast. And it's not that crazy of a lift. Like it's super easy, especially when I use Anchor, um, the mic that my husband got me for Mother's Day. It just makes it super easy. I really just come on here and I chat with you guys about what's been going on in my life, my thoughts on like public affairs and like the media and culture. And then I jump into whatever questions you guys have been asking me in my DMs. And it's been great to have this conversation with you guys. And I'm super excited because next week I'll be rolling out a podcast episode where I actually am having a conversation with another human on air. And that person is going to be my husband. He's going to be the first feature that I have on the podcast we will be celebrating one year of marriage this week oh my gosh i just cannot believe it's been a year like i remember what it felt like leading up the year leading up to when we were getting married and i felt like it was never gonna happen and then i just looked up and not only had we gotten married but we've been married for a year i'm just blown away. So that episode is going to be kind of like a lessons learned from us both. I'm really nervous about it because if you know my husband, he's not the most like, he's not a chatty Kathy. And I feel like that's what balances us out because I'm super chatty, super, you know, I'll talk to the stranger at the grocery store and my husband really balances me out because, you know, I can be an oversharer and all of that. And he really helps me um, understand you know, was a, was too much, you know? So I think it'll be a good um, episode, but I'm super nervous because we're, I pretty much come on here and I'm off script. Like I know general, I you know, a general idea of what I want to talk about, but I just want it to be as authentic and organic as possible. So I just come on here and I go, I have no notes in front of me. I just chat it up. Um, some episodes I feel like are better than others, but for the most part, it's pretty consistent, I feel like. So yeah, look forward to that. I'm super excited. This week has been super productive. I've been trying out some new product 
productivity processes and like scheduling out almost every hour of my day. Um, this weekend I was a little bit more lax because I felt like I needed some more quality time with my husband and just celebrating and relaxing and relating over the last year we've been you know getting taking care of the household stuff like you know whatever chores around the house need to be done that maybe we let go because he's been focusing on his art I've been focusing on my side gigs and then being on top of my projects in my nine to five but we got a lot done this weekend and we had a lot of time together so I'm really excited about that I also recorded my first well my second um youtube video that i will be releasing this week so make sure you're looking out for that make sure you're following me on instagram to find out first at zanika explains it all and i'll probably shoot out a newsletter this week too so if you're not subscribed you can subscribe on my website zanikaexplainsitall.com there's literally a input right there on the homepage. So I'll drop that in the show notes too, if you wanna be updated when that video drops. Um, I'm super excited about that, so make sure you're subscribed. But yeah, the last week has been really productive and I hope that for you it's been the same, or I hope that the last week was what it needed to be for you. So if you needed to rest this week, I hope that you honored that. And if you needed to get some stuff done, I hope that you got in grind mode and made it happen, because that's what I was on this last week like let's get it done um you can also look out for some stuff going on with my friend noga that i told you guys about that is upcoming we're going to be doing some collaboration projects in the future so check that out and look out for that she's it's noga on instagram and i linked her in the show notes last episode and i can do it again here but yeah that's what's been going on with me I'm going to be jumping into the Neek Rewind portion of the podcast, and that's where I recap something that took place in popular culture, you know, media, all of that, or the news. And then I'm going to be answering one of your questions that I received in my DMs in the um, Danique Explains portion. So let's jump into the Neek Rewind, shall we? can we talk about for the neat rewinds other than your infamous president mr donald trump and everything that's been going on with the presidential debate this week Whew, i could not watch it straight through without cringing oh my goodness the troll of the century donald trump if you guys i, I mean how could you couldn't have missed what was going on with the presidential debate. Um, even if you didn't watch it live, I'm, you saw the videos, you saw the fallout of it, and it has just been crazy. And if you don't know, I live in Destin, Florida, and this is a very, very, very 
Republican area, which, okay, cool. I'm, I have nothing against Republicans. I have public Republicans in my family. Um, my family is from the Midwest, my mom's side of the family. They are from Chicago. There's, that's a very um, Republican area where they're from. And they grew up being Republican. They're very much so like even like my aunt, she's an NRA supporter. And I'm all for dialogue. I'm all for, you know, I talk, have conversations with my aunt all the time. I'm mixed race. So we have conversations about race. We have conversations about police brutality. We have conversations about um, white supremacy. And by no means do I feel like my family is um, racist. Do I feel like maybe they don't always understand their privilege? Yes. Do I take every opportunity to have conversations with them to enlighten them? Yes. Do those conversations get disrespectful? Absolutely not. And I think that that's something that is hard to honor and it's hard to it's hard to live in that space, especially with all of the pain that comes with being of color, being black in America, it's really hard to have conversations sometimes and extend grace for people to be ignorant or to, for people to not understand where you're coming from. Sometimes you don't really got the patience anymore to have those conversations. So I completely understand not wanting to have those conversations, but I'm all for it. I'm personally, you know, gonna have the conversation to the best of my ability until I can't no more and then I'm walking away before, you know, it gets disrespectful and ugly. So to watch the presidential debate and just see these two opposing leaders of these opposing parties not be able to have conversations like adults was very disappointing. Am I gonna vote for Joe Biden? Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Is it a, a um, case of, you know, the lesser of the two evils? Yeah, in a lot of ways, um, I do think that that is the case. However, I'm a doer and I'm going to do what I can, what is the most available option at this point of the game, given that not much has changed. The only thing I can do right now is to vote. Um, so yeah, to watch that, that debate was disgusting. <laughs> I think that that word was probably used the most. I don't watch a lot of like pundits talking about things. Um, it's just the same thing and ideas repeated over and over again. But I think that that word was probably the most used. It was very disgusting, um, to see President Trump outright avoid did, matter of fact, outright support white supremacy when he was asked if he would denounce. Um, and he responded, the proud boys stand back and stand by. If you're a military, you know exactly what stand by means. <laughs> so I was just was blown away. I can't believe that he has gone unchecked in the way that he has. And like I said, where I live, living in Destin, I ride down the street. There's Trump supporters on every lawn, there are Trump vendors. Um, they, with you know, COVID, the carnival industry has you know wavered and hasn't been able to be supported the way that it typically would. So, 
some of the vendors here at those carnivals where they had those big trunks where you can play those games and win the prizes, they have taken to using those little trailers, opening them, them up like in front of Family Dollar or in these parking lots to sell exclusive, to sell Trump memorabilia exclusively. There was a gas station that was converted into a Trump store. I'll have to take a picture of it. It literally says the Trump store. It has his face on it. Has You go inside, you can get the flags, you can get the signs, you can get all of that. And they are proudly, you know, out here campaigning for Trump, as is their right. But it's very enlightening, like even in the face, the next day after the presidential debate, there were people on corners with signs. Um, after the Proud Boys stand back and stand by comment, like you guys at this point, what what is there to not see? I just don't understand. So in addition to the presidential debate, debate, um, you know by now that Mr. Trump has coronavirus after he mocked Joe Biden on camera saying, this guy's always wearing a mask and you can't get him to not wear a mask. And now him and Melania have COVID, which is just insane. After all of the trying to turn attention away from COVID and the way that he's handled the pandemic, he now has it. So I know that I've seen like a lot of things on social media kind of like cheerfully talking about that nothing about that to me is something that should be celebrated it but it is ironic and the fact that it's ironic definitely makes it newsworthy if you are in the the realm and have the background in PR then you already know spice cops these are all the things that make things newsworthy and one of them is irony so it's very ironic that he has coronavirus especially the same week that he was mocking vice president biden but all that to say man please vote like seriously there are so many people that do not have the right to vote um i have family members that cannot vote they are legally not allowed to vote and that is terrible there are people that are being there's voter suppression still going on in our nation there are you know red tape and things to keep people from voting do what you can to vote and then i i feel like with you know covid and these mail-in ballots people are going to try to turn this stuff into conspiracy and deter people from voting and you know the counts can be crazy we already know what happened with we already know what happened with al gore and like all the votes and the counts and especially living in florida it's a tough spot it's a sore spot but please vote (laughs) please like can we just do something like and then also vote in your midterm elections man like these are the people that write the laws the president signs off on them but you need to be voting for the people that are writing these laws that are keeping voters from voting that are supporting these policies that are killing our black men and women um either whether it be in the hospitals or in the streets by these cops and all these things man just vote please just please just just do it um and keep voting and keep current on what's going on in our country in your communities keep engaged and i'm i'm just blown away i can't believe this is the america we live in but 
it's the America we live in because we allow it to be so because of the inaction. Because I remember I got in a very emotional and heated conversation with my roommate back when I had a roommate because she did not vote. And when Trump was elected, he was put in office. And then that conversation, she kind of ended up coming back around and being like, dang, I can't believe that I contributed to that. I didn't do anything. My inaction was inaction. So yeah, man, do what you can. Get out there and do something. Um, And with that, I'm going to jump into the Danica Explains portion. Let's go to something a little lighter, um, shall we? So stay tuned for that. So this episode is going to be a little different on the Danica Explains portion because this one's going to go in line with the YouTube video that I'm releasing this week. I'm releasing a Get Ready With Me video. I'm going to be doing my makeup and I'm going to be answering 15 questions for you um, that I received from you guys um, through my DMs. And this question is so funny to me because one, I got the question twice. And then another reason why it's funny is because of the content of the question. But the question is, how did you meet Reggie and what was your prayer? Um, Just to kind of like sum it up, this question, I got it twice, like I said, and it's funny because it plays off the whole Sierra and Russell Wilson, like I need to know what Sierra, Sierra's prayer was. Um, But no, that's, that's real. And I'm gonna answer that question here today. This is more of like a get to know me. And it's perfect because I'm gonna be having Reggie on the podcast next week. So, um, so how did I meet Reggie? Okay, so I was actually 17 when I met my husband. And um, I think we're gonna have to recap this when he's on the pod, because it's so funny. I met him, we actually met at a McDonald's in Newport News on Denby. And I was actually there, and he was actually there for each other's friend. So, he was there to meet up with my homegirl and I was there to meet up with his homeboy. But we were, I was 17 and Reggie was, he must've been out of high school at this point. And I was still in high school. We had just, my friend and I, we had just um, finished cheering at a game. We played Reggie's school, Hampton High School. And I went to Woodside High School. So we were playing their, their team. Um, it was a basketball game. It must've been winter break cause he was home and yeah or like around winter break but yeah so we were playing each other's teams he was an alumni I was still in school and he was there to meet up with my homegirl but at the time my homegirl had a boyfriend and what happened between me and his homeboy it never panned out it didn't work out but that was like like I said I was 17 and yeah so she ended up not talking to him because she had a boyfriend and it just didn't work out for them either so fast forward right 2017 so again this was like 10 years later because I was 17 I turned 17 in 2006 and I turned 18 in 2007 the year I graduated high school but I was still in high school so it was around 2006-2007-2017 Fast forward, Reggie, you know, has lived his life. He's had kids and I've graduated college, graduated with my master's, 
been in the Navy, got out of the Navy, and now I'm working my civilian job and I'm living in San Diego. And I am hanging out with my homegirl and her then boyfriend. It was his birthday. We were all out in Pacific Beach. And my other homegirl, Bree, was there. We were all hanging out. And we have been like hanging out since like one o'clock in the afternoon. But then we went to the last spot of the night. My friend Kendall was there too. Um, the last spot of the night, we were doing hookah at this place called Pharaoh's in PB. And then Reggie and our homeboy Omar were there. And I think I had spoke to Omar beforehand. Like he was like, where y'all at? Like we coming through or something. And so they came and I was saying like, oh, we're about to leave. And then he was like, man, me and Reggie, we're going to pull up on you. And I was like, wait, Reggie. And I told my homegirls like, wait a minute. Like, cause I, you know, had been kind of peeping him, noticing that, you know, he seemed like he might be single. I wasn't sure. Um, and I had seen on Instagram that like he was in the area. So when he was like, oh, he's coming. I was like, okay. So I told my homegirls like, oh, we got to stay back. I'm trying to see like what's going on. So when he came there, um, yeah, it was crazy. We spoke, we were like in the corner talking. Then we, you know, we're just talking. We exchanged numbers and um, I had to, my homegirl, like I said, we had been hanging out since like 1 p.m. And she was too drunk, so we needed to leave. And they had just got a, got started, but somehow we got separated at the next spot we went to. And so I ended up leaving. And then Reggie was like giving me a hard time, like you didn't even say bye or nothing. But I thought that they had ran off. You know, I didn't know where they went, so I didn't want to assume that you know he liked me. But yeah, um, he ended up. I ended up seeing him again before he left. I actually took him to the airport. Um, we stayed up and we talked all night, like all night. He even sat through watching like Forrest Gump with me, <laughs> which is my favorite movie. And that's when I knew he was the one because who the heck is watching Forrest Gump at like two in the morning? And I'm telling you, like he respected me, like he respected like not pushing the issue to be physical with me. Like we didn't even like do any of that and I really appreciated him and also like he just was just great like my friend one of my friends that was there she had got like really drunk and wanted to stay out and she was out with like other friends um and he made sure that she got home safely and he didn't have to do that I was nowhere to be found and he still was making sure that the people that I came with were taken care of. And that just said a lot to me about his character. So from there, you know, he flew back to where he was living in Savannah at the time. And we FaceTimed every day, every day for at least eight hours. When I tell you, cause I think he was still on leave. We were on the phone for eight hours. Like it would just be us on the phone. He would just be, we'd be doing our thing or like, I don't know. Like we just, I don't know how we did that, but we did. And so he was like, look, I need to see you again. I'm booking a flight. And it, I think it was like a week. It was either a week or two. I think it was a week after. Um, and he was back in San Diego. And we were already dating at that point. We went from, I think we ran into each other like September 28th. We started dating officially October 11th. And he was back in San Diego. I think it was the 17th. Um and yeah, so whatever the math is on that. And from that, 
week, our first date was Disneyland. He took me to Disneyland and um, we went hiking on Potato Chip Rock. And um, if you're ever in San Diego, definitely check it out. We went for a run at um, the sea, what is it called? Sunset Cliffs. I don't know why I blanked on that. Sunset Cliffs. That was one of our first dates. And when we were there, somebody was getting married and we were just chilling out, like laying there on the cliffs. And we said, oh my God, wouldn't that be amazing if that was us one day? And so two years later, we got married at Sunset Cliffs in San Diego. And that is our love story. <laughs> That's how we met. So yeah, I kind of knew him when I was 17. We never really, we didn't speak much. Like we didn't keep in touch. I think I reached out to him when I was joining the Navy. Like, how's the Navy? Because he was in the Navy first. And I didn't even know about that. He reminded me. I was like, oh, I forgot that I asked you about it. And then, um, like, I reached out on, like, Facebook or something. And, yeah, at the time, I had been reaching out to everyone that I knew in the Navy. I didn't even register to me that I had reached out to him, too. Um, He ended up going into the Army after that. But, yeah, he was in San Diego 10 years later to see his brother promote to staff sergeant in the Marines and his brother was stationed in Oceanside. So it's just crazy that we're all from Newport News, Hampton. And 10 years later, we ran into each other on the other side of the United States of America. And it just was meant to be. And it's crazy. Okay. So the prayer, right? I, (laughs) I had been praying. Um, I had said, I said a prayer. It was probably like 2015. I said a prayer that was, um, that I prayed for someone, a a man to bring me closer to God. I prayed for um, my soulmate. I prayed for someone who was going to love me and pour into me the way that I poured into them. But the main thing was a man that would bring me closer to God. Like that is what I prayed for. And this was 2015. By 2017, the week that I met Reggie, I was sick of dating. Okay. I had been done. And my homegirls, G and Brie, we were all sitting in my living room. And I was like, forget it. I'll be a cat lady. I'm super straight. Like, and I really meant that. Like I felt that. And I was convinced that I was going to be good by myself. I was not pressed. I did not want to be with anybody. I was straight. Like I was ready to move to LA, um, and continue my marketing freelance gig and just keep get it real serious about that. And then, um, yeah, I was, I had sworn off men and women and everybody and I just was over it so my homegirl G she was saying you know Danica you, you probably already met your soulmate like you've already met him by the time you're 25 you have already met the person you're going to marry and I at this point how old was I 27 28 about to be 28 um I think I might have been 28 yeah um and I was like girl I don't want to marry none of these bums that I that I've met and it's crazy I'm telling you the week of I promise you the week that I said that the week that I stopped looking the week that I said I'm good I don't need anyone I'm straight God was like hey remember that prayer in 2015 you remember that you still need that in your life you still need to be closer to me and 
Reggie was there. And Reggie has definitely inspired me to um, be more about my relationship with God. And it's not even like by him, you know, any conversation. It's just the way that he is makes me want to be better. And um, he's just such an honest and loving and his heart is always in the right place. He's never vindictive. He doesn't want, that was one of the first things that I learned about him was that like he has reason in certain situations to have a vendetta against people and he never has. He's never let himself feel that way. Um, And I just love that about him. And it it just inspires me and it has inspired me since day one. Um, Yeah, man, I, so for anyone out there that's like looking for love or like all that thing, like I would just say to you, like focus on yourself. I know it's so cliche, but for real, like focus on yourself, focus on what makes you happy. Be happy with yourself first, be content first. And that's really how I was the week that I ran into Reggie. I was so straight. I was so grateful for my friends, my job, my future, my freedom. Like, like I looked at it as an opportunity. Like as soon as my mind shifted into seeking another person, I was able to see the blessing that was happening in that moment. Like I'm blessed. I have great friends. I have a great job. I'm living in San Diego. Like I love it here. And I'm, I was just in a grateful, grateful, grateful place. And God was like, and here's that icing on your cake. Like here is the whipped cream on top and the cherry on top. And I needed it to feel that way because we've gone through some real struggles. We've gone through some real stuff. And it's not even by by anything that he's done or I've done. It's literally been like, just can your marriage, can your relationship, can it weather the storm? Because it's pouring. You know what I mean? And when the, when the rain started rolling in, we were able to cling to one another because we understood what what it was like before one another. We understood what it was like in those early moments when we saw the light in one another. So that had to happen. Going through that that struggle before I met my husband had to be there because I know what that felt like. I also know what it feels like to to love myself and to pour into myself so that I don't put all of the work on him and all of the pressure on him and all you know what I mean I have to be content first and happy first and that's why I feel like God never let another man come into my life and stay because he wanted to meet me to be reliant on myself first and not needing and not lacking and not reliant and not codependent on the next person because you know you it's just an unhealthy connection to be that way, to have that much pressure on the next person um, and to allow yourself to be under that much pressure. Pressure, But yeah, man, I hope that you guys check out the longer version of these type of questions to get to know me a little bit better on YouTube. And I hope that this blessed somebody just hearing my testimony and my story and our story. Um, that's what I'm here for is to normalize things that we don't want to talk about because it's you know uncomfortable or it's so vulnerable or you know just 
I want to make sure that no one and my um, homegirl from college said it best, like no one feels lonely in the journey. So if this resonated with you and you felt it or it touched you or it inspires you, please make sure that you leave me an Apple podcast review and let me know if this is more of the content that you want to hear. Like me kind of like giving you my backstory and the lessons that I've learned on the way beyond just like blogging and that sort of thing. Let me know on Apple Podcasts. So with that, I hope that you have an amazing week, that you go forth and you do great things, and that at the end of the day, you vote. Request that absentee ballot. Do something. Vote, please. Like, we need to change some things around here. So vote like it's 08 and Obama is running for president. Please get out there to them voting stations or send that ballot in. But have a great week and see you again, same time, same place, every Monday. Danika explains it all. Thank you.